the creators of Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. Keeping on the outside Glimmer in the moonlight All these shadows that where we are Creeping on the edge of the dark We feel warmth in the cold corners Eyes in the back of our heads It's a week of Friday, March 20th, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Stamps.com. Computers are designed to make running a business easier, Eddie. Really? Now that you're working from home. Yeah. I just want to let you know. Mm -hmm. Including mailing and shipping. You can uh, use Stamps.com to get 24-hour access to the post office right from your computer. No waiting in line, no hassles. You just use your computer and printer you already have to get official U.S. postage for any letter and any package. You print the postage directly onto envelopes, labels, and even plain paper, and then handle it, hand it to your uh, mail carrier. No guesswork. They send you a digital scale that automatically calculates the exact postage you need for any class of mail, and you never have to go to the post office again. What do you mean plain paper? Like you could print out a piece of 8.5 by 11 paper. With postage on it and just tape it on to something. Like, oh, there I see. it goes. Oh, yeah. I see, I see. It's not like you write a letter and you just, you're like, I don't care who reads this. Just <laughs> no. top right, I'm going to have them print a stamp. Yeah. Off it goes to grandma. Off it goes. Uh, the one thing about never going to the post office again, how are you going to know who who's wanted in your area? Well, I simply, I look at myself. <laughs> it's me. I'm the only one. Isn't that the only purpose of the post office now is those wanted posters? I think that's, is that the only place they display those around town? I Google wanted posters every day. Oh, do you? Yeah. Just to stay up to date on who's here's, wanted. Here's my, yeah. qu- here's my question. If those guys were so bad, how come they just didn't hold on to them when they took their picture? Hi-oh. That is a great, great oh. waka, question. Waka-waka. <laughs> waka-waka. <laughs> uh, right now, we need to lock those guys up and throw away the key forever. <laughs> right now, use promo code RELEVANT when you go to uh, Stamps.com for a special offer. You get a no-risk trial. Plus a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. Uh, don't wait. When you go to Stamps.com, before you do anything else, there's a little microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Click on that, type in relevant, and uh, get that free trial. There you go. Uh, okay, like I said, I'm Cameron. Here with me in our brand new Orlando studio, Eddie Big Cat Coffles. Nice to see you, man. Are Hello. you tired today? No. Tired? Do you no. feel like I'm tired? You, you're dragging. You no, you, no, I'm not. You, That's you look pretty ragged, Eddie. You look terrible. Eddie. No, I don't. None of you. None of you believe that. Over there on the have ones. You had, that... you had the flu? <laughs> have you? What's What's going on? You got some sort of like terminal thing? Uh, someone, someone call the hospital. Mm-hmm. Over there on the ones and twos and threes and fours, our illustrious producer Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, guys. <laughs> nice, Tyler. <laughs> Hi. I was was debating going back to my sup nerds from a few weeks back, but sup nerds. I think a lot of people were offended by that. That little moment of hesitation, right in the hello, it just wrecks everything. I had to call it on the spot. Uh, (laughs) We have a great show in store today. Coming up later, Judah Smith actually joins all of us live on the show. That's cool. So none of those pre-recorded 
one-on-one no, interviews. None of those interviews I enjoyed like so much. We'll just let's no, all get so in on it. Boring, Eddie. Yeah. I don't want a half hour with Judas Smith. Yeah. You guys even need me for if you're not going to do it, pre-recorded interviews anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, well, well. Wait. Speaking of which, we have one of your pre-recorded interviews. Uh, we talked to the last International, uh, oh, a God. great a great band coming up that Tyler talks to. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, before we get started, a little uh, little update. A couple days ago was the very momentous national holiday, my birthday. So so Jesse came down, and and Eddie, and and Jesse, and another one of the guys who works here, John David. Uh, we went to the Orlando Magic Cleveland Cavaliers game. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Jesse, Jesse and I uh, were given floor seats by the Magic. Right. We were sitting uh, directly across from the Orlando Magic bench on the floor, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty awesome experience. It, it really was. I, I will say this: coming into it, I was planning to talk a lot more smack than I did, but when you realize just how close in physical proximity you are to these people, especially LeBron James, who is a massive human being, and you can literally reach out and touch him. I got a little apprehensive there at the moment. It's like I can't think of another normal social scenario where I would just hold on, Jesse. Jesse, hold on. The uh, the entire relevant staff. Sorry to bother you. Has come in right now with a single cupcake. Thank you. That was. You know, that's pretty beautiful. They're better at making a magazine than singing. Yeah, I will that's, say. that's pretty horrible, everybody. That was really beautiful. Harmony. What kind of cupcake is it? Just for our own... Okay. There you go. Thank you. What is it? What kind is it? It's orange creamsicle. Orange creamsicle cupcake. Does Where's, everybody get one? Or just... is it? Just, no, you have to split that cupcake. Kind of probably... You have to split that cupcake among 25 people. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Sorry, y'all got... Sorry, Jesse's funny story Jesse was got in cut the, off. Jesse yeah. was in the middle of some oh, really interesting... Thanks a lot, guys. Jesse right. hates you Jesse all. Jesse had a hot take. <laughs> thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, everybody that makes the bye, magazine. Bye, that was awesome. Thank you. you. I, I forget other people work here besides us, guys. <laughs> that was a nice reminder. Um, Wait, now, Cameron, when you say staff, hey, what, are you, what are you referring to? Hey, Chad, between us, how do we get a lock on that door so that that kind <laughs> of never, never, ever happens again? You get out of our clubhouse. So, so, so Jesse, I have to admit, I, you know, you, I kind of thought you were going to be a guy just kind of entertaining our whole section, you know, yelling funny quips the whole game. And he just sat there. He was and, intimidated. And ate his snacks and mm-hmm. quietly enjoyed himself. Well, I, I will say I, I, I thoroughly enjoy myself because literally whatever you ask the waitress to to bring you in that section, they bring you. They bring and, you. And like I, Cameron, I, I told Cameron in the in like this lounge area where he was making fun of the amount of cookies I jammed onto my plate. He was like, you know, you can, you don't have to eat everything back here. They'll bring stuff to you. So they, they brought me a cookie while I'm sitting there, and it wasn't just like a little chips ahoy. It was a massive, like hot, huge cookie that I think they freshly baked. It was like made to order just for me. It was pretty spectacular. But it's like, we, it was a real dilemma for us because we were both in that kind of like many buffet area, right? Because it wasn't just one buffet. Yeah. And so it was really like we were strategizing like, wow, well, how are we going to do this? Because I mean, do we just hit this you, one you hard? Have the, you have the carving station, you have the soft serve bar, you have the fajita bar, you have the hamburger bar. You have the massive wall of snacks. Oh, I didn't even show them the next. Oh, no, we saw the... Did you? It's a 7-Eleven. It's It's a 7-Eleven. You just walk up, grab whatever full-size candies you want. That's second half right there. Yeah. That's where you just go. See, Chad and I... Podcast listeners know 
like how much I love candy and sweets. And it's really hard when I just see it free at my, you know, I can take as much as I want, want to show any restraint at all. That yeah. was very difficult. It was almost, it was, it was almost too much choice. Like for you, I felt like you shut down a little bit and just sat down in your seat. He quietly. did. He did. <laughs> and, and even the, the lady who brought him the big cookie, I ordered that for him. I knew he would want it and enjoy it. He was just, he shut down. And yeah. I said, you know what? Bring this man a cookie. And she brought him a large a, cookie. I, yeah, I felt like I was abusing the privilege almost. No, yeah. no, it's included in the ticket price. I want You're you not bring, abusing anything. I want you to bring me one cookie every <laughs> single time someone scores. <laughs> and see, I want someone to put it in my mouth and, and grab the bottom of my jaw and push it up and down right. and chew it for me. You feed me. <laughs> the, you know, late in the third quarter, the waitress comes around and she goes, you know, it's the last call. Do y'all want anything? And, and we go, no, we're good. And she goes, you want another cookie? I mean, she's like... Oh, she knew Jesse. Yeah, for the road. Guy. Right. Maybe just saw tra- that light. Who doesn't want a traveling cookie? It was fun. I, right? I, I consumed probably nine cookies that game, though. <laughs> good grief, Jesse. And one of them was huge. Yeah, the, it, he's not kidding. Like right. he was cutting them in half and stacking them like sandwiches. Like <laughs> a cookie sandwich is one of the best sandwiches you can make. Which you guys know the recipe for that. It's like a cookie is the bread and then a cookie in the middle. So oh, it's basically yeah. three sandwiches stacked, three cookies stacked up. But you can't go wrong. It's probably the I'll best. I just put like turkey and avocado and <laughs> lettuce between mine. <laughs> that so sounds good. way better. It is. It's healthier. Now, Cameron, you actually got recognition for your work taunting the other team. That, that is true. Uh, the next day, uh, <laughs> Luke Rittenauer texted me and he goes, because well, uh, we weren't in our normal seats, right? So so uh, whenever the players or the ball would come to our, our corner, mm-hmm. I, I would stand up and jaw at whoever was defending yeah. the magic player. Or I would jaw at the magic player who was, you know, anyway, I was just always yelling at whoever was in our corner. And uh, l- the next day, Luke texts me, he goes, I saw you talking trash to LeBron and Perkins. Good job. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it was incredible to see LeBron play, though. Wasn't it cool? Well, it but, was but nuts. beyond that, like I said, it's just weird being that close. Like, I can't think of another social scenario where I'm screaming at someone who's like right directly in front of me. Other and than, that, other that than, got in my head a little. Yeah, other than your parenting style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how I deal with most conflicts at like the gro- say the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> which involve me screaming in someone's face. Do you feel like the gro well, we don't have to talk about grocery stores. Oh, let's no, go there. At some point. Do we feel like gro- the the options at bagging at grocery stores have gotten a little ridiculous? Like it used to be like, here's my whole cart, and then I'm going to get it on the other side after I pay. But now it's like, do you want your milk in a bag? Do you want the bread on top of the whatever? Like, I feel like I'm getting like five or six questions, and it's like, you should be the expert on this, right? Like, you've been trained in bagging. Do you we, know what's the worst what part is? I think you overestimate how much prep goes in <laughs> the, the bagging the bagging training but, situation. But certainly, even stores. if there's no training, if you're doing that considerably seven hours a day, right? Like... That's that's like a thing like that's, you should know how to a, do better than me. Assuming the cashier has a, takes a lot of pride in their work, which may be true. I don't know. I've never worked for a for a grocery store. Yeah, I know. I just want to be I just want to maintain realistic expectations about my hey, grocery store experience. You know who has worked at a grocery store is Renee, one of our new designers. When she was younger, she worked at Publix. Oh, we oh, should, oh Publix is a good one. We should yeah, we go should, ask her. Yeah, we should ask her at some point because Cam's, Cam's like, going to go right now. I feel like there's just too many options. Well, Jesse, you were going to say. Yeah, go ahead, Jesse. I feel like yeah, you I got a lot say, of feelings you know, about this. What, what really gets my goat is the is the stations where they want you to bag the groceries yourself. Well, it's like I I th- look built into the this price of my eggs is someone 
to ring it up and put it in a bag and put it in my cart for me. I I'm not. Do, you want me? So here's a, so grocery store. You want me to work for you and not get paid? No thanks. Right. This is yeah, America. No thanks. But I feel like there should be some discount then. I feel like if you're going through the like do it yourself line, it should be like, well, you get two percent off your bill because you didn't pay. A, 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 a bagger, idea. or you didn't pay. Here's so, my question. So we have so we, we just got Renee in here, and Renee, when she was younger, worked at a grocery store. We we're talking about grocery stores. Uh, we have a question about how much training goes into the bagging, <laughs> the bagging training. Well, Renee, this is a very let me let me question. give you some preface though. Is that I have the, my level of frustration with the bagger has increased significantly because I'm getting asked a lot of questions. Do you want your milk in a bag? Right? Like what? Why am I being asked that? So do you know the answer to that? Um, you're being asked that because the production of plastic bags costs the company money, and it costs more money for us to recycle them. And so we ask uh, things like if you want your milk or your laundry detergent or anything that has a handle or that we think that you could physically carry yourself that would save a plastic bag, we are required to ask what you. What will the liberals think of uh, okay. next? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. It's spitting fire okay. in here. Okay, I agree with that. But here is, and I don't really, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to really uh, take you to town on this, <laughs> and I'm sorry. But like. No, she doesn't have stock in Publix nor work there anymore. You right. Know? Well, Eddie, let me, let me just say this let me tell you what i do real quick because i want to hear i want to hear your, your 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 hot take here again um <laughs> i what as soon as i go up as soon hot as my take. cart rolls up i go I, I hold up one finger and i put it to the cashier's lips like this yes and then i say <laughs> double bag everything <laughs> you're my favorite person yeah <laughs> but listen so, so why don't we just go with a policy it's like if it's got its own handle you just don't get a bag no no why don't you go with a policy like it, it's got those bags got to be like a half a cent, and I get they're wasteful, but I use them around my house for various things. So, I've used them for suitcases before in a pinch. And so, uh, and like <laughs> I don't. So I'm the guy who, uh, when I get home, I don't care how full my cart was, I don't care how many bags I have, I am a one tripper. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm like Same. I'm loading them up from elbow to finger. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like I don't care if it's 300 pounds, one trip, one trip only. And so if they don't put the handled things in a bag, that throws me off because right. it's gonna fill my hands. So I'm always but, a yes. But I'm so yeah. you're saying just make it a policy to not even do it. I would bother me. I am willing to, for environmental reasons, settle on, okay, fine. If it's got a handle, you don't put it in a bag. What I don't like is there are very few situations in my life where I am not making decisions. I feel like going to, like, it, I'm really... You, really, you just spent 40 minutes making decisions of what to buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I'm just, tapped out here. I, I don't know the best way to, to package these. Right. I don't know. I trust you in this scenario. Do you know anybody at Publix that you could talk to about this so that we could talk to about this? <laughs> are you kind of out of that loop? Probably not. Mm. <laughs> Renee, let me ask you something, because yes. the other thing that I, I really don't like about modern grocery stores is the self-checkout. Yeah. Like... Not, I feel like I shouldn't have to do someone else's. I feel like it's built into the price. I'm providing, a, 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 you know, work for someone else. Did you feel like the self checkout was working you out of a job? Well, Publix doesn't have a self. Well, I worked at Publix and I was a cashier and a bagger, and so I ne we never have self checkouts. Yeah. They're all about Publix like personal experience, personal so yeah. they no, would I'm never not. do that for sure. So I'm yeah, Trader Joe's doesn't do it. Who is they like the always big... break whenever I use them? Yeah, it's always weird so. that places like Lowe's and Home Depot They're like have the put home it checkout. in the bag. Yeah, and I'm like, so you're always you know no. you're taking like these massive two by fours through the self checkout. Yeah, that's it true. Just feels kind you of, know how easy it is to odd. steal screws or IKEA, <laughs> IKEA too. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Cameron, oh, I've stolen Cameron so has many stolen screws. Hundreds of dollars. Hundreds <laughs> no. of dollars for I, I have a okay. I have a lo- I have a long con screw scam going with Lowe's <laughs> oh, self checkout. Yeah. We got a duvet or a, a double vanity. I mean, from Lowe's. <laughs> Just walked it right through the self-check. $2,000 out look, the door. Look, this $2,000 double vanity accidentally r- rang up as a box of nails. Weird, not my problem. Yeah. If you had but, but wa- here, they would have caught it. But you're, but you're walking out holding a receipt. So, <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah. And they want you to set, and I can't always set everything on their little scale there to make sure that you've actually paid for it. Like if I go to buy a, like a turkey... I'm not going to put it in the bag. Well, I'm going to put it back in my car. And they don't usually have a little gun scanner, right? That you can just no. keep. Oh, there's so many problems with this. I didn't realize how much angst I had about this until uh, you guys really let me open up and get to a safe place here. You know what they need is like is is one of those things that like the airport where you just lay everything on a conveyor belt and it, and it shoots <laughs> through exactly right. and it Boom. rings it all up and then it just dumps it in bags at the end of the belt. Right. Each if one you want a robot doing bag. it, have that kind of robot. Not one that involves me actually having to do work. One yeah. plastic bag per item. Yeah. Per item. Maybe <laughs> like two plastic bags per item, and you get yourself a deal. <laughs> because I'm like Cameron. I will go in. I've nearly dislocated a pinky because oh, I have no bags kidding. on every yeah. finger, and I'm oh, running I'm a, into the I'm house. I'm a one-trip wonder. And we keep all yeah. our plastic bags for SeaWorld, and we go and we throw them in like the dolphin <laughs> petting tank and, and the blackfish pond oh, and everything. I, they, I just dump them right in the mouth with of them. the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, right in the Chesapeake They look like jellyfish. No one knows. <laughs> the animals love to play with them. And here Here's the thing. Have you guys ever watched the World's Strongest Man contest on TV? Uh, yeah, been of course. Sure. Well, you know what that thing where they carry that those massive like circular rocks. Yeah, and Bold, they like see boulders? how far they can do. And, and there's these like massive guys, just like their back is arched, and they're just like sort of running but not running because they're carrying so much weight and they're just like that's me coming in from the grocery store like loaded every hand with bags up to my elbows and i'm sure you guys can relate to this too i have tried several times in my life to get one of those reusable bags like the branded trader joe's or whatever reusable bag and it never once have i brought it back to the store with me right at all they they sit in a pile like I, I like I have a cemetery for them yeah. at the front of my door, and they stay there. Tyler, yeah. that's not good, man. For anything, that's not good. You I usually just them. haphazardly throw them into a, a holding pond or something. So somewhere <laughs> where I know some wildlife is going to use it for a home. <laughs> like maybe a bird will pick this up and use it for the lining of a nest. I don't know. Not my problem anymore. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you for your uh, professional yeah. insight, Renee. Yeah. It was very helpful. A lot of clarity Did you have any today. other odd jobs that we should know about that we could pull you back in for in case we oh, didn't talk I about? I a lot of bad jobs. Just, oh. just send us a list. Yeah. Um, a lot I, do, I have one. It's about. called her resume. Yeah, nice one. There you go. Right. You put Publix on your resume? No. Okay. <laughs> we just Gators. found out about that later. <laughs> right. That was just. Renee, there's a, I, I was, I'm, a, I'm a former big K guy, so it's no big deal. Yeah. K, Kmart. The, but the big. big K version of Kmart. Yeah. Not the yeah. super K. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did work at. Bye, buddy. <laughs> All right. Thanks. You, See you, Renee. You did work at. Uh, you worked at Kmart? Yeah, man. Oh, there are many years of stories from that. Funny. You should listen to our archives. They're pretty good. That's really funny. I was funny. surprised at how much Renee knew. Renee had some serious knowledge. She that had, was way more than I expected. She had a great answer for that. Well, they, it sounds like, unlike my Kmart experience, they actually give employees training. <laughs> they just kind of throw oh, you into the fire. I do remember this now. Yeah, so remember so uh, the other thing that happened while Jesse was down here uh, over many hours of conversation, uh, we got a little update on the neighbor. Uh oh, Joe yeah. the neighbor. There's a little little update. There, there, there is, yeah. and I, I haven't got a chance to. I, I, I actually saw him out there last night, but uh, it, it was just sort of in passing. 
So I don't know the full story, but I was driving out of the neighborhood the other day. And I, I drive by his house, and, and I almost pulled over. My curiosity is getting the best of me. I'm going to try to find out the scoop between next week's podcast. In his front yard, it looks like a meteor hit it. Mm-hmm. Like there is a gigantic hole in his front yard, right? And around the hole, <laughs> hold on. With the that piles was, of- I think that was the best right ever. You're like, right? You're like, why would there possibly be a gigantic hole? Like what? Like, describe how big the hole is. I would say it's about eight feet in diameter all the way around. I haven't wow. got a peek in the hole, but it looks, judging from the amount of dirt piled up around the hole, uh-huh. it, I'm guessing it's pretty deep. Is wow. there a backhoe there or something? Could well, a here's is- the strange thing. Yeah. There's no backhoe, but there's a bunch of like old buckets like haphazardly strewn around the perimeter of the <laughs> hole on earth. and like two old rusty shovels. <laughs> Is he but around? Like the tools that were used for digging this hole so, looked very primitive. Is Joe digging the hole? Or That's is, it. From, yeah. the, from, the, from what I took yeah. by his body language, he was not happy with the presence of the hole. Oh. He oh. was standing at the perimeter. So this is an unwanted his, hole. With his arms crossed, looking down at the hole, shaking his head, <laughs> very frustrated about this hole. It's as if he came out, didn't know the hole was there. Saw the buckets and the shovels laying around. Saw the hole and and, and was just processing all of this. Okay, I can't even put okay. any form to this. Like there wasn't any like utility company around. There oh, was no. Are no, you no. guys? He's a- not the type. He's not the it's type to involve kind of the hole, utility. Like when you say like, I'm picturing like a, maybe you could bury a basketball in it. No, no he no, said no, eight no. foot I'm diameter. Talking you could bury a. If you drove. Into it, it would stop your car. Your car would fall down. Oh, oh, absolutely! Like I said, imagine <laughs> like a meteor hitting a front yard. Yeah, that's. But I, so, I got to tell you, I've never seen a meteor. I don't have a context for their okay, size. So, so let's say you had um, a swimming pool. Yeah, it, it's like it's wow. like a small. It's a, at least a kiddie pool could easily fit down there, though it's probably way too deep for that. So, so is <laughs> is he word. is Joe like <laughs> off the grid, and this might be a septic tank? I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rule out anything. All I know is it didn't look like he had anything to do with the hole getting there, but oh, he knew okay. how it got there. Right? He just, like, oh no, the hole's here. <laughs> it followed me. So, <laughs> like, like he didn't want the hole to be there, but it was definitely there. And I think deep down, he knew how it got there. Judging from his body language, it wasn't surprised as much as it was. Total frustration staring down into the hole. Maybe may, maybe it's a Canadian man cave. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they but, but again, someone else is constructing this man cave. It's not Joe. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got kicked out of Toronto. They had to find a new place, and it just happened to Joe's front yard. I'm going to go over there and investigate today. Even if he's not home, I'm going to go peek in the hole and see what I can find. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have a friendship with him that would allow you to... He would open up to you about it. If he, saw, if he peeked out the window and saw me looking at the hole, he would definitely come out and talk to me about... The, you know, explain the presence of the yeah. hole, or at least try to give an explanation. I would like to have some theories ready to go, just to see who gets closest. Here's my guess: yeah. okay. is it seems like the sort of hole that you would start digging with uh, those types of shovels and buckets. Yeah, if like he, Joe, or one of Joe's friends came across a map where X marked the spot, right, yeah. and it just happened to be right there, and he just you just start digging. You're looking for something. Yeah, he's. A, and, th- and then you know what happened is like halfway through. Joe flipped the map upside down and realized they were at the total wrong location. Yeah. And all the other guys he was with made the, realized it, and they just left, and he's got to deal with the hole now. <laughs> I think that's a plausible scenario, Cameron. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I mean, they mistakenly a- read the treasure map and somehow they deduced it was directly in front of Joe's house. <laughs> and they're like, Eureka. Maybe that's why he bought that house. It's like in an old timey deed. He, mm-hmm. he saw that X marked the spot right at that plot of land. And that's why he chose that house for the long, you know, the long plan of one day we're going to go after the. The treasure that's somewhere on this yeah, property. Yeah, he didn't want it to make it obvious right. and just dig it you up. Got, he waited years. Yeah, you right. got to assimilate yourself into the neighborhood so it's not obvious. Right. <laughs> Even though it definitely would be way more obvious now that everyone in the neighborhood knows Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. If you do it for, right when you get there, you're just the weird guy who digs holes. Now you're the weird guy and, oh, no, he also digs holes. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole digging thing is new. <laughs> I just, Not a lot surprising, but new. I just really can't imagine what it is. Right, like I mean, down in the hole, or why the hole? Why there? would it exist? Like, I'm trying well, to run through. I'm, it's not a sprinkler system. Yeah, because if you... it's a, if it's like a septic tank thing, you really are a backhoe. You are really like getting an equipment oh, yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. do a hole that big. There's no heavy equipment out there. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. This is shovels and buckets. Like this hole was not, did not start out to be that big. They're looking for something. It just kept getting bigger. Right, like just drop the contact. It started just digging around. <laughs> Next thing you just know. looking for, and yeah. all of a sudden now so he's shaking weird. his head. Like, how did the little hole get to be eight feet long, eight feet wide? <laughs> Such a weird thing. But you even if f- it was like, even if the, even if he says, "Oh, it's for like you, like the utility uh, right. problem," he's not the type to call the utility company as the first option. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so you know, he's the type of guy. He's going to give it a shot himself first. So that could be it. Right, he's looking for gas lines. He's looking for deep, deep sewer <laughs> yeah, septic he's, systems. He's not going to come to come out and flag where the pipes are. No, he's no. going to find them himself. He doesn't no, need no. the government. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't need Uncle Sam with all his fancy equipment that that causes no environmental damage. <laughs> no, no, he's got to get down. I got there shovels and, and buckets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take care. I've been of it. to Nam. I'll take. Would care he bury of it. his money? Is he the type that would bury? No, you like, do that in the backyard. That's a backyard thing. You don't want people mm. the the neighborhood seeing you do that. Everybody checks the backyard first. Yeah, you immediately. I don't know. Joe doesn't strike me as the type that would bury his money. He doesn't strike me as the type that would make investments with that money. Yeah, yeah. So not investments that you know the conventional investor would make, right. but yeah. but not the type to bury it. Right. He would put it to work, whether it would work out in the end or not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, he's got a, a buddy. He's got a buddy that has a pretty quick pony. That's a that's doing pretty good out on the track. We're gonna we're gonna buy half of that thing. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping I, I you know I'm hoping I will de- I will say this I will definitely have a whole update. I'm gonna go knock on the door if I don't run into him uh, this week before next week's podcast. We're gonna get to the bottom of this hole. Maybe literally. Maybe Joe will let me climb down there. <laughs> Jesse, help me dig for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell we'll you where. I'll tell you what this is all about if you help me dig for more. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this X. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's time for entertainment releases. Moving on, but you know, Jesse, I just going to tell you before we ra- before we before we move on, I I was surprised and a little disappointed with you at the Magic game. I, I thought you would be a little bit more of a center of attention. I thought there was a point in the game where a fan knocked the ball out of LeBron's hands yeah. and stopped the game. Yeah. And like all this. It made people, sports center. Yeah. yeah people were it. booing him and all this stuff. I thought Jesse would be that guy. I thought Jesse would like insert himself somehow. Can can I, I let me say this though? The people that were surrounding us are not the type of people I'm typically around. Like they these people were <laughs> were high status 
Orlando society people. I yelled one thing, and and I no lie, got a stank eye from a, a woman catty corner to us. And she was probably in her sixties, and and was just like shocked. And it wasn't even it wasn't something vulgar. It was just something you know loud and passionate. And it was the look that was telling me. We don't do that in this section. It's <laughs> not true. Cameron does that. I've seen photos. The press has photos of Cameron doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. And I don't get down there very often, but I make the most of it when yeah. I get given tickets for I, that area. I would just say this. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that psychologically. But but that is true. Chad and I went and were given seats uh, where we sat baseline uh, during the Wizards Magic game. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with you. Uh, People down there don't cheer and stuff. Chad and I did mm-hmm. and ended up getting so uh, into the players' heads that at the end of the game, when the Wizards won at the buzzer, Martin Gortat runs over to us and starts screaming in my face, what up now, Big Mouth? Yeah. What up now, Big Mouth? The rest of the team's on the other end of the court celebrating, and he ran directly to us <laughs> on the other end of the court to trash talk to us. Yeah. And so, like, you know, and, and I'm awesome. looking around going, like, I didn't do anything that crazy. I was just, like, making fun of Gortok because he got dunked on and he airballed and, you know, now I'm on you the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, 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 but quick, nobody... Real don't know, Gortot is a man they refer to as the Polish hammer. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He's yeah. seven foot he's, one. He's, he's very intimidating. you want running after you. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, but but the, but the people down there don't do that. That's the thing that yeah. Chad and I noticed. Like, I, we're standing out because we are actually engaged in the game. I was actually really happy with my seats because they were really close. They're your normal season seats. Yeah. And they were really close, but they were still far enough in with the, you know, the, Common folk. the commoners. We were yelling. We yeah. were yelling. And the guy, especially uh, the guy next to me that I didn't know, we bonded quickly over just yelling junk at LeBron. And <laughs> I liked it. But it was like far enough away yeah. that you felt like I wasn't going to upset, you know, like the mayor or something. Like, right. You guys are really. Yeah, I mean, the mayor ma- The mayor was not happy with cameras. Yeah, you're going to. You're down there making decisions hey, about how you're going to function when, in society. When a Magic player texts you and says, good job. Because you were talking so much trash to Perkins and LeBron. Hey, that's all. I don't care about the mayor at that point. You, you just got, want a magic player texting you, and that's yeah. what's rad. Is well, you're, you want to? That's you know absolutely I mean. true. Yes. <laughs> well, well speak, speaking of insults, uh, um, you know, lobbed loudly. I was wondering if I could. I wanted to do something. I, I didn't check with you guys about a special little segment. Oh. Um, but uh, have you guys heard about this new Martin Luther meme? No. Oh. Oh, it's. It's fantastic. What is you it? shared it with me, Jesse. No. So, so, so Martin Luther, the the founder of, of of the the father of the Reformation, is is the inspiration for a new meme. And basically, you just go to this page and you click this button, and they have posted every time you click it a new insult actually written by Martin Luther, and they have a reference to what book it's in, so you know it's legit. He has. Some of the sickest burns I've ever heard. <laughs> Seriously. So he was I was wondering level. if maybe Chad, a- maybe in post, I don't know, I'm not going to tell you to do your job. You might want to put some dramatic music behind this. I was going to do a dramatic reading of some Martin Luther insults, and you guys can tell me what you think. I, I'm, I I'm taking it. notes because I need, I need, need uh, new material. I need new material. Not just for the Magic, but Orlando City Soccer. Orlando and, City soccer a little too far out, but but I'll tell you if if I get given they, seats on there again, I need to have high society burns. I need to have another level of taunts. People will they will begin back with on the what what up now big mouth like Martin yeah. Luther would not result no. he would not descend to that type of insult. Right, well, and right. also Orlando City, I mean, they were just screaming obscenities like the whole all everybody was so you doing need something that. creative. Well, yeah, I will say this. Noise. I will say this. 
Martin Luther didn't always have the cleanest mouth, so Chad, you may need to cue up the, the, <laughs> what? the bleep button. The father of the Reformation? <laughs> I'm going to read these as he wrote them. Yes. I love this new segment, Jesse. Okay. <clears throat> you loathsome, accursed, atrocious monster! What? <laughs> Even Lucifer was not guilty of such sacrilege in heaven, for he was only presumed God's equal. God help us! Wow! This is real, huh? <laughs> I despise your whorish impudence. Oh, oh I, I yelled that at Martin Gortat. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually what. That's, that's what cracked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are the most insane heretics and ingrafters of hered- heretical perversity. <laughs> it's hard. That's <laughs> harsh. <laughs> you, I'm telling you, you're bringing your A game here. I know, I know you're not saying this to me, but it still hurts. Yeah. Still <laughs> you inimical Oh! Oh! Inimical. I like that one. So imagine LeBron what? has just missed a free throw. Cameron's down there. This is and what he you yells. say, what pigsties could compare in goings on with you? <laughs> I did yell one at LeBron. He was, you know, he's going headbandless now. Yeah. And he's, and so he's Which revealed. I didn't like. He's revealed. How high the hairline's getting, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I didn't like it. And uh, he's at the free throw line right in front of us at one point. And uh, I yell, Rogaine! Yeah. Super loud. Right. He misses oh, it. Oh, he misses okay. it. Oh, that's, that's good. Cameron, imagine yeah. if you had yelled, decent. You are a bungling magpie croaking loudly. Wow, he would have been crushed. <laughs> yeah, he would have. He would have missed both of them. Yeah. Don does have. Does, he always had the little side things. Yeah, he's slashing the sides now. He's got yeah. little cut ins. It's a whole yeah. new thing. His yeah. whole whole image is changing. Really. This this Jesse? is probably my favorite. Why would anyone tolerate such things from someone like you, a rotten prompt paunch, crude ass and fart? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> the father Martin. of the That's Reformation. Not me saying it's Martin Luther. <laughs> I, I'm not as concerned that he, he said the word as he did. Did he say fart? fart? He said fart. Wait, a crude, a crude ass and a fart. <laughs> Maybe it had a different meaning back then. Fart. I, I don't, Are you gonna beep? You just gonna bleep all? Possibly have. <laughs> just gonna bleep all this. I don't know what we do. It's gonna that. be like an NWA record yeah. by the time we're done with this. This is amazing. Just beeps. That seems that I'm. I don't know what the context was, but that seems overly harsh. <laughs> like who is? I think he was talking to the Pope there. I really no do. Way. You, you have a priesthood of Satan. That's not bad. <laughs> Fooey on you. You servant of idols, fooey on you. He I yelled there. that at the Sixers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very tender. That actually really yeah. hurt them. Yeah. So, so Cameron, if you're looking for new insults, Martin Luther's got a whole website. There's hundreds of them for you. Oh, Martin Luther has a website. Okay, great. Yeah. He set it up right before he died. <laughs> an insult, an insult site. Yeah, yeah. Squarespace. I wonder if he built it with Squarespace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Time for Entertainment releases music coming out on Tuesday, March 24th. Chastity Belt is coming out with Time to Go Home. I have no idea if it's any good or not, but that was too good to leave off the Finally. list. Chastity belt. I don't know that chastity belt goes home. You, 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 you shake hands yeah. in the car and you be about your way. You don't... Uh, no, no. We're just saying things are getting a little, you know, too hot in the kitchen. Time to go home. Oh, there That's you go. That's what I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, oh, like the guy's getting a little handsy. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Hey, buddy. Time to go home, bro. Buddy, time to go home. Yeah, we yeah. gotta be done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Laura Marling is coming out with short movie. Action Bronson with Mr. Wonderful. Oh, that was the name of my album I was going to make. Um, the Go Team with The Scene Between. 
Uh, Vetiver with Complete Strangers and Pacific Gold with Pacific Gold. Movie releases coming out on Friday, March 27th. Uh, the Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart one, Get Hard. I'm terrified about this because, number one, the clips don't look funny. I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. Yeah. But the fact that Will Ferrell is doing so much promo for it. Yeah. Feels like yeah. he's overcompensating. Yeah, the big opening weekend. Big opening weekend, yeah. and everybody goes, oh my goodness, that was terrible. Yeah. And then he'll do some like indie, quirky kind of drama role and kind of reclaim his cred. And then, but it's almost oh, always boy. fun just to watch Will Ferrell. Even if the movie's not good, I like watching him. Yeah, me too. He's funny. Yeah, he's did, really you, fun. did you guys see him play uh, minor league baseball this week, this last week? Did you hear about this? He, he, <laughs> I did didn't hear about he it. assume, like, he, like played every position. He played every position uh, in, in multiple games. In five, right? di- five different games. Uh, he actually pitched to a batter. He struck out and won at bat. He came in as a relief pitcher. Huh. He uh, fielded a, a uh, ground ball into center field and threw it right back into the second baseman. He huh. was a third base coach, and instead of doing the hand signals, you know, like third base coach does, he brought out massive white cards with with signs on them that said, like, take the next pitch. You're so handsome. <laughs> um, it was pretty great. That's awesome. It was pretty fun to watch. He's a pretty good athlete. I wonder. I he actually he, was. Yeah. He did. He did pretty well. Yeah. Will Ferrell is about the only thing that would make me want to watch baseball. Oh my! Oh, I know. Don't even start with, with me. <laughs> <laughs> good. Hey, I've come around on soccer. That's right. about as far as I, I'm that's get. what I don't understand. How you how you will get into soccer but not baseball? Yeah, I don't baseball. Have, they generally they don't end in ties. I don't have a team. That's why I don't oh, watch. Yeah. I don't watch sports. I watch my team. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't that's watch. Fair. That's fair. Sunday NFL yeah. isn't my. I don't watch eighteen games that day. Right. We were talking about it. If if the Devil Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, moved Orlando there. that day, I'm a baseball fan. Right. Because I'm a fan of my team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Serena is coming out. Uh, it's uh, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Home. Uh, wait, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence didn't they already do a movie together about the Philadelphia Eagles? Seems like every year they have a new one. Yeah, out. Well, well, this one has this sort one of an is interesting. Becoming story. very famously uh, a very terrible movie. Oh, really? Well, it's been evidently this movie was shot back in perhaps 2007. I may not be getting that correct, but before before they had done uh, any of the movies that they've done together, it was their first one. And uh, obviously it was before any, either of them were huge stars, but they were stars who were on the rise. They had a great director. It's based off of a book that's very critically well-reviewed. Everything was in place for it. And then they started showing it to test audiences and just nobody liked it. And evidently, it's a uh, just sort of a case study in a movie that can have everything going right for it, and yet still end up being a wow. really bad movie. So they didn't even try to like recut it or do anything, or was it just yeah, it was just- in post production for so many years of them trying to doctor it that was just unsalvageable. It's actually already released on video on demand. If yep, if yeah. a Jennifer Lawrence Bradley Cooper movie goes straight to video, you know something's gone terribly imagine, wrong. Imagine putting that straight to video. There, I said I read a. Something like thirty different cuts of this movie that they've tried to make work, oh and none of them have been able to. That pass is muster. weird. That is really weird. Wow. Yeah. So our apologies to Bradley yeah. Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. I'm sure they're feeling really yeah. sad today. Look forward. Their to careers are officially over. Yeah. What's <laughs> the becoming? death of a career? Uh, coming uh, home. It's an animated movie uh, mm-hmm. that Jim Parsons, Rihanna, and Steve Martin are part of. Yeah. Uh, and while we're young, Ben Stiller, Naomi Watson, uh, Amanda Seyfried. Uh, ironically, Ben Stiller, not young. No, he's not. Not young at all, but uh, close. while we're young. All right, that'll do it for the entertainment releases, your Joe the Neighbor update, and your <laughs> basketball t- and your Publix like, shopping bag. There you go. Yeah, we really Stay tuned. A lot. Up next, Slices.
portions of this week's podcast are sponsored by World Vision. Together with churches and people like you, World Vision is addressing some of the greatest needs around the world today, like the refugee crisis in the Middle East and solving the global water crisis. World Vision believes God is calling us to the world's hardest places in this time of unprecedented need. You and your church can join with World Vision in the margins, bringing justice and hope to those suffering around the world. To learn more, visit worldvision.org. You're listening to of Monsters and Men, but you knew that because it sounds like a Monsters and Men. Uh, it's our new song, Crystals, from the upcoming album, Beneath the Skin. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Ruel uh, with Up in Flames. Uh, the EP, Up in Flames, is streaming right now on The Drop at RelevantMagazine.com. You need to go check it out. It's pretty amazing. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? Well, uh, Ikea, the, the store, is generally looked at as a pretty fun place to go. I mean, they, they have whole furniture, whole <laughs> living room setups. They have a great selection of meatballs. They have places for kids to play. But Ikea is cracking the whip on their customers. What? Uh, they have released a statement that says they are no longer allowing people to go there with the sole intention of playing hide-and-seek. Oh, <laughs> Evidently, this huh. was becoming a big thing. At, at some people in IKEA stores in Belgium had been going there regularly to play. These are adults; these aren't children uh, to play hide and go seek. And they were saying everyone should come and, and try this because IKEA is basically one giant living room. It, it, when you think about it, it's a great place That's to play. Actually, hide a great and go idea. Seek. Yeah, I never occurred yeah, to me until I, I read it. this article, and then I'm like, oh, my window closed. Actually, a really great. <laughs> yeah. Now we have. To, now we have to do it. Obviously. Well, they yeah, said with the soul with the, the soul thing, but like if if I bought a spatula for a buck ninety nine, yeah. I could do whatever I wanted. Yeah, I'm a paying customer. <laughs> Carl yeah. And also wasn't part of it that like there were I mean, it wasn't just four or five people running well, around the he, store. Well, right? what, what what happened was the trend started with random people going to play hide and go seek, and someone set up a Facebook page uh, to try to see if they could get a lot of people to come out to one game. In a Dutch at one of these uh, IKEA stores in the Netherlands, nineteen thousand people <laughs> said they were going to show up. You know, they're probably sitting there thinking, like, "Oh, what if it'd be so fun if we had like fifteen of us out there? It'd be so crazy." <laughs> and then it's nineteen thousand. Yeah, even... so IKEA got wind of this, and there are multiple Facebook pages that were set up and that were organizing hide and go seek games at local IKEAs, which I think is great. Look, I mean, people are hiding. It's not like they're in the way in the store. Right. Like, if I'm just a customer, I'm not going to run across any of these people playing hide-and-seek because they're hiding. What's as the big deal? As long as they're good at their job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if they've a got a couple hider. games in and some practice, no one's going to find them. Uh, but IKEA released a statement and said, we, though we enjoy this idea, it's not very good for health and safety. In other words, boring. I'll go to another furniture store. See, that's a problem. I think that the hide-and-go-seek players made it too known that this is what they were doing. Yeah, I agree. They took it public. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook is not the. You would have to think twice about putting something like that on Facebook, but I think you could definitely still do it. Like, How you can't make a rule that says you have to buy something when you leave, right? Is there a rule that I can't hide once I'm shopping? In well, your store? and really, what is the definition of hiding? Really, exactly. And who's seeking? I mean, it's not one. If that had gone through, 
It's not one person seeking out 18,999 people, right? I have a question. And, and if it, I want to check out the structural integrity of a bookcase from the inside, yeah, right. and and, it's hard and, to see yeah. me while I'm if, in there. If my five-year-old son is is hiding and I am looking for him, yeah. am I violating their new rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, gets, you're, you're, you're in trouble. He gets yeah. arrested. Ikea, yeah. Ikea you just, did not think this it's through. It's a slippery slope, Ikea. Well, yeah. that's, and to Cameron, no. to your point about what constitutes hiding, right. like you said, like Tyler was saying, maybe I just want to see how much room there is underneath this, uh, you know, fancy Swedish bed. And the only way for me to do that is to go yeah. sit stilly under there for 30 minutes. Yeah. Someone and if I it, happen you know. to be looking at that bedroom set in that room and I happen to just want to glance in the bookcase or under the bed, just right. to, you know, I don't need to test it out with my body, but by Let's sight, say you're seeking out right. the specs. I want to seek out, like, what's the scale? Uh, and I happen to see you under there, and it startles you, and you run from me. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And I chase after you yeah. to have a conversation. Why were you laying under the bed? Are we violating the rule? Right. Because in my mind, that happens at every store in every city across the world every single day. If there's a giant bin of Swedish ladles, and I happen to want the ladle on the very bottom. <laughs> and I got to get in there. <laughs> I have to get in there to do that. And then if somebody ends up also needing one, and I pop out and say, boo. You know, like... Wait, do you know how to play hide-and-seek? Well, I mean, you, yeah, well, you want to scare people. What, what, what are you referring to? You know, but, but ultimately, when you're about to be found at hide-and-seek, your move is to scare them. What? Like, when you know it's just about to happen, that is your final thing. Is It's not just... what That's how you get found. It's not like you're going to be like, hey... Hey, 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 I'm here. I'm down that here. West Coast rules. No, you, no, you gotta always, you gotta it's always British scare rules. the person. British rules. I, but, 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 but to Cameron, your point. I mean, what's to stop me as a normal customer from doing like I always do, which is disguising myself in the uniform of an employee and working in the meatball serving line <laughs> with a fake mustache? And that's what people do when they go to IKEA. Right. Or they're just setting absurd expectations right. now. You want to assimilate as best you can. <laughs> if I'm going to buy furniture from this place, even if I'm just buying the ladle, I have to know the inner workings to know right. that they're even trustworthy. Right. Right. How else am I supposed to do that without actually disguising myself as an employee and right. working in food service Absolutely. around things that people are going to eat? I don't understand how their commerce system works. <laughs> and what are they going to really do? I mean, do they have like IKEA policemen that have like yes. handcuffs that like look like normal handcuffs but are really like crappy? No, they have IKEA break? jail. You do not want to go to a Swedish IKEA jail. No, no, they, they don't have. They, they lock the door with a big <laughs> Allen wrench. Incorporate that into the game. Part of the hide and seek game is that you can't get caught by security. Oh, that's true. Right. Incorporate that. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. a higher stake. So it's and kind if, of a capture the flag situation. And if security does find you, what do you do? You scare them. You jump out and say, boo. <laughs> That'll end well. You know who's who you know who, you know who skittish? The Swedes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. They don't that's even. True. Yeah. They faint. Um, they do. They faint nice on problem. the spot. That's how that you know you if they're like security. minutes to get away. Hey, yeah. I know this may kill it, but I would like to come back to Jesse, who made a great joke that I think he got trampled over, that when you go into Ikea jail, they close it with a huge Allen wrench. That <laughs> hey, was a well, great the joke. The reason it's hard to get out is because it's a size that's really hard to find. Yeah, I just That was such a good joke. I could work like, all day. I got all the Allen wrenches here. How is there a size here that I don't have? That's, <laughs> I've got, I got the whole helped. set at Lowe's. I stole this thing at Lowe's through the self-checkout. Got the yeah, whole I, set. This cost me the, pack, uh, the, the price of a pack of gum. Wink. <laughs> it's supposed to have everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, what do you have, Tyler? <laughs> well, I have. I think I know the answer to this, um, but I'll ask anyway. Do any of you guys consider yourselves gamers? 
You like a player of video games? Oh, I oh, only if you're talking about West Coast hide and seek, then yes. <laughs> yeah. West Coast rules hide and seek. It, I feel like I've always I like I've tried a, f- a few times, and then I'm like I get like a day into playing something, I'm like, well, that was now I'm just walking around. The only thing that I I I uh, I don't on the big Xbox systems or anything like that, but uh, phone uh, iPhone games. I, I oh, find I'll myself have an playing. iPhone game occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch like, I, I actually have a fairly set routine of uh, a certain amount of time each day. I play Candy Crush. Yeah, but I wouldn't still? consider the Candy Crush people gamers. No, yeah, absolutely, still. Yeah, I know. Crush, it's like that was 2013. Absolutely, but you get it when you get deep into it, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the game opens up to new levels. <laughs> I don't. I don't consider boring puzzle games games, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't consider myself a gamer because I play Candy Crush when I'm bored. I like. Have you much. ever Have you ever spent actual money on Candy Crush, Cameron? Can I ask you that? Um, I haven't in the last year or so. <laughs> <laughs> But before that, before that, I was buying lines. Real and, yeah, absolutely. Your, yeah, your 2013 taxes. It was a budget line. $18,000. It's a line in my budgeting. Uh, more lives. Candy Crush. Yeah. It was well, mortgage, Candy Crush lives. <laughs> and, then, and then food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I can steal a bunch of the food with the self-checkout. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> then ladles for excuses to go play hide and seek. Deeply hidden ladles. Now I, I'm like I'm like you guys. I don't I I don't have a video game system. I never have, and I, I don't play video games. But I read about this one. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. It's a new video game that that's uh, still in development as of now. But it's called Upsilon Circuit, which sounds like a, a band that we would maybe feature on the podcast. Nerd. Um, Keep going. And the way the the way it works <laughs> kind of does sound like a Christian alternative band. <laughs> Upsilon Circuit sounds like a Martin Luther insult. You Upsilon circuit fart <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know the Pope got that letter and he's like, what is he even talking about here? What is an Upsilon like, circle? He wants to reform the church, but what does this even mean? Is he calling me exactly what I think he's calling me? Because like, <laughs> I am still the Pope. Like, You just don't say that to me, but oh well. So, Upsilon so, circuit upsilon breaker. Upsilon circuit, um, it takes place on a server and the only eight people can play this game at a time. Only eight. Mm-hmm. So you're all playing. You're all playing it together, and everybody else is an observer who acts as sort of an, an audience that can then award players they like with certain power ups or, or health or uh, mushrooms. I'm not sure what the kids are getting awarded with in video games these days. A fire flower, but but the audience and you, anybody who comes in, acts as a as a judge and maybe a jury for how the players are working. Um, and then when you die, when your character dies, then somebody else who's in a queue comes and takes over your spot online. But that's not the interesting thing about it. The interesting thing about it is that you only get one life in this game forever. After, if you lose, if your character dies, you are never allowed to play the game again for the rest of your life. How do they know? Just sign <laughs> yeah. in with a different username. What happened to Excitebike? I think it, well, I think it keeps track of your, uh, it'd be your computer. Not your username. That's so weird. Why? I mean, don't and aren't they in the business of you know making money? That's what I thought. You'd be in the, you want people to be addicts, right? You want to right. put people make people like want to come back and play it again, right? That's but so would strange. you even would you have any interest in trying a game one time if you knew that you would maybe last only what forty five seconds? I have no well, idea how I, hard. Can this I tell game you what is. I would do? Yeah, it's because I know that even if I survived for a while, I would quickly lose patience with this. 
I would sabotage it for the other gamers. Absolutely. It's just <laughs> like, like I, w- I would go and kill them or whatever just to, just to ruin their day. It's like Michael Scott when he does improv and just walks on stage and just shoots everybody. Shoots everybody. Yeah. yeah that's what yeah. you do. You just, <laughs> you just wreck it for some nerd that's been there for like two hours and is just like a golden god in his community. And You're I would just be laughing and laughing knowing yeah. you can never play again. You never get to play <laughs> You have to live for now, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends and people that like me what do you have? <laughs> we are gonna get demolished. I'm on kidding. Feedback. Not. I'm not saying all. I'm just saying that would be a terrible thing. We are going to get demolished. That's what Martin Luther would do. <laughs> yeah, that was another Martin Luther quote. Not only do I live in my own house, not only am I married, but you don't even have your precious video game anymore. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you know who you don't want to get into a smack talk battle with? Lutherans. No, you know that's the, yeah, the number one. Yeah, yeah. Proud tradition burns. That's really interesting, though, Tyler. That's I. So how do they, well, I guess you have like a sign-in, right? That's how you know you only play it once. I mean, that, that would be my, uh, I, think it, I, may, I think it may be linked up to your, uh, to your social media profile. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Would That's you wait in a queue? Would you wait in a queue for a game that would? No. The curiosity would maybe get the better of me. Yeah. But if I had to wait longer than 20 minutes to play, then. It's got to be a somewhat easy game to play to only get to play it once, right? Because I feel like you got to die like 10 times before you really understand what's going on. Well, I mean, it's not I, like Mario. It can't be like Mario, where it's like, oh, I can totally jump over that gap right there. Nope, that's way too long. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. You know? No, that the, little uh, the little thing that came out of the pole, or the <laughs> I don't even remember. The little the little flower that came out of the pole really got me. Didn't see him coming there. Jesse, yeah. were you a Mario guy growing up? Oh, I love Mario. Oh yeah, because yeah. uh, I I wasn't. I had a Sega. I was a oh, Sonic guy. Ooh, I, so Sonic. fun. See, so I I I was like, to me, Sonic. Mario was like the Michael Jordan. I'm a Charles Barkley guy. I'm an underdog guy. So I was a Sega guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Cohen has a Wii. He loves all the Mario games, and yeah. I play him with them. Yeah. And yeah. Mario Kart and Super Mario World and all that stuff. It is really fun. Mario Kart's the only one. I, we still have a Wii, and I still play Mario Kart. Yeah. Of everything, yeah. I can still play Mario Kart. The average, like, uh, the guy at the game store when we bought it, he was like, he was like 30. He was like, I, me and my friends get together on Friday nights and play Mario Kart. He's like, most of the players of Mario Kart are adults. Yeah. There's like, no shame. Mario Kart no. is a fantastic it's a, game. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. And it levels the playing field. You know, it's like you could you could come in and, and in like 15 minutes be just as good as someone who's played Mario Kart for like a month. Right. Yeah, uh, I disagree with that, and here's why. My wife is a savant with Mario Kart. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I've seen oh, yeah. her play many times, and it is it is like what it is like watching Michael Jordan play basketball. Mm-hmm. How she mm-hmm. goes about Mario. I've never seen anybody come close to beating her. I certainly have never come close to huh. beating her. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> not. I mean, it's like it's like not even. It's not even fun. How, how does that make you her to play? How does that make you feel as a man and a yeah, husband? Really hurtful. Okay. Really but bad. I mean, like, but I mean, like, are you always playing like Rainbow Road? Or yeah. Something? Are you playing Rainbow World? I have tried every single level. I've tried every single character. She she's better with some characters than others. Who isn't? I mean, she's she's human, <laughs> technically, I guess. I gotta say, and I think I feel like Jesse's on the same page with me right now. That maybe you're just awful. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I'm not saying Liz isn't a good Mario Kart player, but I'm sure she's beatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like when I meet her, like I will sit down and play her Mario Kart, and I got I gotta say, within three games, I will take her on one of them. Right, Eddie, Eddie, I I love you, and you're a good friend. Hey, man, I love you too. But, but I will I will dance on your grave. <laughs> Tyler, I have played a tremendous amount of Mario Kart, but I'm glad we brought this up because, you know, Nintendo is ma- going to start making games for the iPhone, and they're expecting some sort of Mario Kart version that That's you can true. play 
with friends in other places. Yeah, Co- Cohen's very disappointed that I don't have any Mario games on my phone. You know, they're coming. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, this is big news. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, Mar- I, Super it's, Mario it, Brothers Three. Such a great game. Uh, Two with the princess. That's so fun. The he has uh, Super Mario uh, 3D World. Cool. Uh, um, oh, that's And fun. then the Super Mario Brothers and Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And literally, I mean, it's a blast. And like at five years old, could hang with any adult. Absolutely. Yeah. You certainly beat Liz. Certainly. Absolutely. Or, or certainly could be Tyler, but you know. <laughs> well, who can't? Not a, anything, there's nothing to incredible. I, I admit that I am not, that I'm a below average Mario Kart player. How is that but possible? We assume so. Yeah, we know. <laughs> How could anybody I, I be below really average? I admit that it, take, that it is just hard for me to grasp Mario Kart physics. Now, are, are you guys uh, <laughs> the normal controllers or are you the steering wheel on yeah, Mario see, Kart? Back, one. I, I'm about to blow your mind. Nintendo 64. Oh! Oh wow! Oh yeah! Oh. Classics. Uh, know your roots. That's it's a lot of street cred right there. What just <laughs> happened was just a no gasp, school, a gasp no of respect from all of us. That was amazing. An N sixty four. Yeah. The cube. Oh yeah. What was that about? I don't know. I was a Sega guy. Yeah, I never did the I, cube. I had a GameCube, but they had Mario Kart on it too. All right. Pretty fun. What did do you, you ever have a video game system, Chad? Yeah, I had a Sega, <clears throat> and I had a Game Boy and a Game Gear. Oh, fine. See, that's why those, he's indie. He's hipster. Those, we were uh, Sega. Yeah. The, the two person Jordan versus Bird games. Oh. Wait, man, two, what, do you mean, what do you mean two person? You mean, I mean it was my, just one on one? The whole game was just one on one matches of Jordan versus Bird. You, you're either Jordan or Bird. Yep. Dude, like I the menu a, screen, you turn it on and it just says Jordan or Bird and then you start playing. Remember yep. those ones that had like the LCD screens, though? That was like a single one off game. Mm-hmm. Those ruled. I had like uh, Bo Jackson baseball. Yep, I had and that then one too. You would turn it around and it was Bo Jackson football. Oh, I love that. Gosh, that Rolled. You get like four hours on a couple double A batteries. <laughs> bleep, bleep, but my, my favorite bleep, my favorite bleep. Sega game in the nineties was NBA Jam. Oh, oh yeah. Well that's oh, yeah. clearly I that's had, I had NBA Jam for Sega. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. He's on fire. Air Remember He's Air Bud? On fire. <laughs> on fire, man. When you get on fire and you could just lob it from half court and the little ball. Oh man. That was amazing. Yeah. All right, what do you have, Eddie? March Madness. We are in it. Very excited. Have you guys done your brackets? Are you going to do brackets? Did them. Did it? Yeah. What are you in a pool like with somebody? Yeah, a couple friends yeah, and the fun. relevant podcast one. Our friend Reed Buck. Yeah. Uh, I need. I need to. I need to fill my Reed Buck chart out yep. today. I joined yep. it. Yep. That's great. Are you going to? What are you? Kentucky the whole way. I am picking Kentucky the whole way. Hard not to. It's right? really hard not to yeah. this year. Um, so we're all picking brackets, which is why they'll get tripped up. Yeah, they're because gonna lose in the first round and bust. No, not bracket. the first, but I mean, like, I think they'll I make the final know, four, man. and then somebody yeah. will get hot, and a couple bounces of the ball will go the wrong way, and Kentucky will go down in a close one. Yeah, so it'll be right. UVA. UVA, really? UVA is they have probably the best defense in the country. Well, Interesting. You got your bracket. I got mine. Um, but see, this is why you got to fill out like three brackets, so you have three different champs, and then no matter what, you got a live one. You know, <laughs> that's right. But who are you cheering for? Like, which bracket becomes your favorite? The one that is the, doing best, the best, doing the best. That's totally. what you cheer for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, 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 I fill out thousands. I cheer for winning. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to college basketball, if the Gators aren't in it, I just cheer for winning. I know that's yeah, how I, I follow. Did, I just like, fill out no. as many brackets as possible. Another team just, I don't care about. I've, I've signed up for seventeen different bracket leagues, and one of them, I'm going all the way. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna I be. I mean, it. just statistically, it's impossible not to, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, I have. I filled out sixty-eight different ones with sixty-eight different champions. One of them, I feel really good about. 
Um, what is uh, what do you think the chances are of getting a perfect bracket? Do you know the, the, the one stat? in uh, eleven million? It's way more than that. It's, it it's, is one, it's billions. I think it is one to nine point two quadrillion. What? No way. That is, that is that is the chances you have of picking a perfect bracket. This is actually my slice. It's all studies that have been done around March Madness talking about uh, different things that rise and fall. It was done by Wallet Hub. Um, so some schools like uh, George Mason or Florida Gulf Coast, they see a rise in academics and uh, people uh, you know applying. So that is not all that surprising. But, but you're saying so win a team that right. is unexpected Expected does well in the tournament, Correct. like a George Mason, Correct. or, or that, that that they see an actual uh, rise in people applying to the go to their school. That's right. Yes, March Madness uh, pulls in more national TV revenue than any other postseason sports franchise. They pull in one point one five billion. That's not all that surprising. Uh, now, uh, but player salaries is is most of that. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Players. The, the, the people that are putting in. their bodies on the line. It's I mean, like the NBA. Players get fifty one percent of revenue. Right. So, just, be, just, like just like college. Just like college. There is service a, is rendered. There is a nineteen percent increase in pizza orders, and a nine percent increase in dessert orders by fans whose teams lose. Specifically, cookies. In uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. <laughs> Tons of cookies. I want 19 cookies, and one of them better be ginormous and piping hot. <laughs> um, an estimated 50 million Americans participate in March Madness pools. This uh, this equals uh, the cost to employers every March Madness is an estimated $1.2 billion in uh, unproductive workers, assuming each worker spends an hour filling out a bracket. Uh, that an hour? Hour. An hour, yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, Does it really the question is how many uh, workers are streaming the games during the workday now? Now that is, it wasn't there. They always have that the button that's like the work button yeah. that immediately flashes back to some fake looking like document <laughs> Excel, spreadsheet yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I love but, it. But I think these people that are taking an hour to fill out brackets are like Cameron, who's filling out like sixty at one time. They <laughs> <laughs> got a winner in there. Every scenario, they're going to win the their office pool no matter what. I'm yeah. going to do nine point two quadrillion. Uh, brackets to see what happens. Um, uh, 27% uh, of people say that they will watch a game at work. Now, uh, I guess you can answer. No, we should ask Chad. Yeah. Chad, would you watch a game at work? Absolutely. I just turn off my <laughs> Wi-Fi and stream it on LTE. So I'm not messing up the system. Oh, here's the, here's, that's your problem is the streaming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Is when I'm in the zone editing, you're in your place. I'm in my place and I'm just listening for, for cues. Right. So if I just kind of like look off to the side and my phone's right there, and I see, oh, cool, guy made a three-pointer. Yeah. Oh, Eddie just said something inappropriate. I need yeah. to cut that out. Like, yeah. it's just back oh, wait and forth. It's a little back and I forth. heard fart <laughs> 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 This is going to be the most highly bleep show in all ever. Um, okay, a couple more that were interesting. I'm saving my very favorite one for last. Uh, Twelve. Uh, there's a 12% upgrade to uh, cable television. They see, like, an uptick. Uh, that was of 2014. I imagine that number's going to go down. Okay, here's an interesting one. This may uh, affect your picks. 76 champions, almost one third uh, uh, of the 76 champions, almost one third of them, 25, have had mascots that are based on a human figure, such as a Hoosier or a Tar Heel. Handsome Dan. Right. <laughs> 14 have been bear-related, uh, UCLA Bruins, who have won 11, and 10 have been feline, ma- mainly because of the Kentucky Wildcats. Wow. But a third have been uh, have been 
I've been human. So that is uh, that is interesting. It's like so, a cavalier. Yeah. Right. There you go. Right. So you may want to think about the that. Minutemen, the Minutemen. I don't know. We already Whatever. talked about the odds of winning a perfect one. Bible man. Would the Crusaders <laughs> be based on a man? Yeah. Yeah. Men. yeah. yeah. Many okay. men. Yeah. There's a lot Many of crusading men. What about the Blue Devils? Yeah. Well. Well, no, that's the devil. That's a spiritual. Yeah. That's a, that's a spiritual. Yeah. 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 A Angels. Blue, blue Devils. Um. That's about it, I guess. <laughs> and the final statistic that is... <laughs> Those named, angels, they're really racking up the championships. <laughs> doctors report that there is a 50% rise in the number of vasectomies during the NCAA tournament because guys get to be laid up for two or three days on the couch. And this is like the season for that. So guys will oh go in, get this procedure done. Because so, so oh, because you're recovery. Is they have to, right, they right. get have it done now. So no, no, no. A... no, no, no. Not because they're like, hey, I don't want to have any more kids. <laughs> I just decided. No, it's because because of the post-op. It's like elective surgery that they're like, oh, oh yeah, I'll get this done on Monday. I take three days off work and right. sit on the couch all day. Right. Yeah. And nobody can but criticize me. 50% increase. Wow. So that's, that's like a thing that people do. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's a weird stat, but it was by far my favorite stat. So happy March Madness, uh, everyone. I'm very good luck. <laughs> what are you guys doing? We're <laughs> guys all pulling gonna, for you. Out you here. guys going to be all laid up on the couch or just uh, active? I'm getting a tremendous amount of voluntary surgery. <laughs> I'll be in Lebanon, you know, dealing with, you know, a crisis. You know, yeah. Refugees. I'm sure. And, you know, you guys can enjoy your basketball. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll be working. I, I plan on it. For IJM. <laughs> Yeah, freeing slaves for IJM. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned up next. Uh, Judah Smith. I'm looking like I'm gonna get it. You probably don't get it. I come in your house with a microphone, looking like I'm about to set up a show in your kitchen. I'm out of my mind, but I feel like I'm in it. If I never make it, don't make any difference. I'm still gonna kill it. You know what the deal is. I never know telling when I'm in the building. And F is a monster. I am a villain. My music is sick, and you don't know what ill is. You better get back. I don't write any filler. I write what I feel, and I'm feeling a million. So you better be quiet. You hear it? I'm about to lose it. I'm on a whole different level of music. Don't treat me like I have no clue how to do this. You better rethink what you're thinking and move. Now picture me writing when I was a kid trying to make it in music. I think it is crazy. Spending my money on studio time. I'm trying to get on my music so people can play it. Keep it 100, my music was terrible. Learn to get better than one that I made. Go back to my moment's album. Most of you people, you probably don't know what I'm saying. Hold on. You're listening to NF. The song is intro from the upcoming album Mansion. Well, this week's interview is brought to you by Squarespace, the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Uh, do you guys remember building a website before Squarespace existed? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have to attempt one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was awful. The, I, I, the like installing d- templates for WordPress and stuff. It was oh, just gosh. so difficult. I, yeah. I did it. I did one. I did. I had to do a college class where we had to like do coding. And it was absolutely like you would just press like show me the page or whatever. You would like save your text file and view it. And it would just be insanity. It was yeah. the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's uh, gotten better. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace <laughs> has uh, raised the game a little bit. It's simple, oh, powerful, yeah. beautiful. And for only 8 bucks a month, you get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. Uh, all their sites, all their templates have responsive design. It looks great on any device. Uh, there's even e-commerce and, and cover pages, a feature that allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. You can start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the Relevant Podcast. We thank Squarespace for their support of our show. Squarespace, build it beautiful. 
Uh, Judas Smith is known to many as Justin Bieber's pastor. Uh, he hangs out with Bubba Watson and Russell Wilson, but he's probably best known as the uh, leader of the rapidly growing city church in Seattle. Uh, he wrote a book a couple years ago called uh, Jesus is Blank, and uh, it made the New York Times uh, bestseller chart. He has a brand new book called Life is Blank, uh, which is a follow-up to Jesus's, and uh, it just released a couple weeks ago. It's kind of like the format of the first book, uh, but this new one asks readers to fill in the blank on an age-old question of the purpose of our existence. The release of Life Is will be celebrated by a 10-city speaking tour this spring, uh, and he's joining us now. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, my privilege. Thanks for having me, guys. So, okay, so every time I you know, follow you on social media and stuff, and every, it seems like every post you're in a different city with more famous people, where are you right now? <laughs> I am at my kitchen table. I just jumped out of the shower, like way too many details, right? Um, and I am going to get picked up here in 15, 20 minutes to go to L.A. for church tonight. And my wow. wife and I are trying to pack, and I realized that my bag is still unpacked. From the last trip to LA, so yeah, that that's a little bit of snapshot into my unorganized life. Wow. So okay, actually, I've wondered about this. So since I saw you a couple years ago, you've started uh, a church ma- gathering in LA, and obviously, you're still pastoring in Seattle. How do you juggle that? Well, it was an accident. The whole thing's an accident. My whole life feels like an accident. But um, I was literally doing a one-time Bible study for my friend Jason Kennedy from E News. Literally a three year, about three, almost three years exactly, um, and there was eight, nine, anywhere from eight to twelve of his friends there, and uh, yeah, like I don't know, eighty five percent of the people in the room, whatever it was, like seven or eight people there decided to follow Jesus, and so then he looked at me and he's like, "What do I do now?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm in a couple of months. I'm back in the OC for a conference, whatever. I'll swing by your house. We'll do another one of these." And he's like, "Okay." So then all of those people brought friends. A bunch of them decided to follow Jesus. And so before we knew it, we had like, I don't know, 70 to 90 people in his living room. The, 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 the neighborhood literally called the association, called the cops. This is ridiculous. And so somebody in the room was like, well, look, I got this connection at a hotel in Beverly Hills. Um, you know, we can get a good deal. Of course, good deals relative in Beverly Hills. When anyone tells you they have a good deal for you in Beverly Hills, <laughs> it's not that good of a deal. But um, yeah, so we just we we rented out the ballroom at the montage, and and uh, it's insane, man. It's 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 a lot more people now, and and uh, t- tonight we're at the we're at the Beverly Wilshire um, for just one service. That their grand ballroom that seats about about uh, twelve hundred people. So it's it's crazy. And you said that it started five years ago. Uh, three years ago, just three years ago. Yeah. In Jason's living room. So are wow. you are you? I mean, in your mind, is this a church or is this still a Bible study? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, if you walked into the room, you'd be like, "Yeah, bro, this is definitely not a Bible study. This is a church. This is a community." Because for me, a church is is community, right? Like, it's right. this community of people that want to do life together, love Jesus, love people, love life. And so, yeah, it, it's a full on community, and and it's an extension of who we are and what we're doing. So, as far as we're concerned, you know, we we pastor churches in in Seattle and L.A., and then we've started a community in in Guadalajara. Wow. And, and, and the LA one is actually probably how you've gotten connected over the last few years with so many behind the scenes, kind of so many famous people and had influence and in that world, which is kind of unheard of for like a pastor, you know, from Seattle to have such influence with kind of the Hollywood scene. It's been amazing to watch. 
Oh, thanks, man. Well, it's 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 insane, and of course, the vast majority of people that I get to pastor and encourage are are not in the limelight or well known. But but you know, I don't. I, I'm willing to help anyone and everyone, and, and and certainly people who have influence or or got a lot of eyeballs on them. They they probably need just as much, if maybe not a bit more, encouragement and someone in their world who's not trying to get anything from them, just trying to get something to them. So. How, how do you juggle that? How do you like stay grounded? I mean, how do you not get swept up in all that hype that's in LA? Oh man. Um, I, I think we're all designed as creatures for community. And I think maybe, maybe pastors are the worst and, and, and I don't mean to call out my own kind, but I think we, we lead communities, but we oftentimes don't benefit from the community. And we kind of forget that we are a part of the community just because we lead. It doesn't mean that we don't get to be in it and surrounded by it and, and encouraged by it. And so I just feel like I'm kind of the, 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 um, um, I get to, I get to benefit. And, and these are my friends and, and, and our staff to me is not, not employees as much as they're my family. And we've got a real passion for longevity on our team and, and we're not really performance driven as much as we're people driven. And so I feel like I'm surrounded by the best people in the world. Obviously my wife of 15 years and our three kids and, um, just, you know, I, I'm doing life with my best friends. And so it's really hard to get weird and bizarre and selfish and arrogant when you're, you know, surrounded by the same people for 15, 20, you know, plus years. Absolutely. Oh, well, l- all right. Let's shift, let's shift gears. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so you had this, this is Eddie, by the way. Hello. Nice, hey, Eddie. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. Um, so Jesus is was obviously uh, a huge book. A ton of people read it and were shaped by it. What was kind of the 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 genesis behind kind of doing another round or at least another book in sort of the similar fashion and and uh, and to write uh, life is what what was kind of behind that for you? Yeah, it's kind of it's um, and thanks for asking. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. And um, again super grateful that you guys are helping us get the message out. It really means a lot. And we fully support relevant, by the way, just want to throw that in there. Sweet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 kind of a prequel to the Jesus is project, to be honest, it's, if Jesus, the name Jesus for some people is very polarizing and intimidating and, and, and misunderstood and challenging. And so kind of before we answer the all important question of who is the most compelling person who's ever lived, which I believe is Jesus is, you know, let, let's fill in another blank. That's also incredibly imperative. And that is, you know, wh- what are we sucking oxygen on planet earth for? What's the point of it all? Is it, is it education to have a good job, to make good money, to marry a good spouse, to have good kids and to go, so they can go to a good school and make good money and have a good spouse that like, you know, what the, what's the point of it all? Why am I here? And so, um, it's, it's hopefully like if, if Jesus is blank is like for some of your friends and people that, that maybe aren't familiar with scripture, Jesus are a little bit like, whoa, whoa, bro. Like that's not for me. It's the idea that maybe life is, uh, provides another platform that that's a little more inviting and, and, and a little more engaging. And, and obviously I fill in the blank the way that I, I feel it should be filled in based on ancient scripture and what I believe about God and Jesus. But the point is, Hey, this is what I believe. You know, what, what do you believe? And mm-hmm. deep down inside, I, I am kind of hopeful hoping that a lot of people get their hands on this and inspires and propels them into conversations they otherwise wouldn't have had. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away for people that haven't uh, seen the book, but I know that one of the things you talk about is life being about enjoying God and that, that, that idea. Uh, but for even, I think even for people that are Christians, that idea is easier said than done. Can you talk a little bit about what what that means and, 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 and what you write about in the book when it comes to actually enjoying God in our life? Yeah, I think um, 
somewhere along the line, probably in, in ancient times, this idea of God became this somber, sober, uh, you know, kind of kind of experience, and God becomes this cosmic killjoy, and he is this, uh, you know, he's got this, this two-by-four in heaven, and he's just really just ticked at everybody and hates the fact that we're laughing and that we have jokes and that we're having you know, a nice glass of wine with friends and we're enjoying entertainment and movies and theater. And like, God is, it's like, ah, I just wish you were all wearing long robes and humming, you know, like, why are you having so much fun? And of course, when you go back to the ancient scripture and you go back to our story, which starts in this garden, by the way, the garden, like, have we looked at the elements of the garden lately? There's ridiculous amounts of natural sugar. There is gold in the rivers. There is no clothes. Like, I mean, do I need to go any further? Sugar, gold, and nudity like this is like <laughs> hello this is like the best party i've ever heard of like this is unbelievable <laughs> and it's time. all like you know god's present and he like he loves it and approves of it and it's beautiful and so i mean you can't if you, you know really kind of takes a second and pause and go wait a minute from the beginning the original atmosphere clearly god intended for us to have enjoyment and fun and rest and relaxation and, and, and sex and sugar and, and, and art and beauty and waterfront properties and you know, all these things are kind of there. And, and then, of course, you know that scripture about Jesus where it says Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy above his companions. Like it's, it's antiquated, you know, to, uh, verbiage, of course, it's ancient. But, but, but for us today, it would be like Jesus like had the best sense of humor. Jesus was super fun, super funny. He laughed. I mean, of course, he has a sense of humor. Look at, look at all of, you know, what he created. Like he enjoys laughter. And I mean, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Like, like, what does that, what does that mean? It, it means that we of all people on the planet as Jesus followers should be having the most fun. And of course, fun for us is awesome because God defines it with these beautiful boundaries and that it's still fun in the morning. Like if, if it's not fun in the morning, it, I don't think it's fun. Like if we wake up next to some stranger, we don't even know her name or his name. It's like, how is that fun? That's kind of a sick form of torture and torment. And so I'm just a big proponent of us redefining fun, representing fun. Uh, I think Jesus is I extraordinary. He's amazing. He's compelling. He's fun. He wants us to live this, this beautiful, adventurous, colorful, awesome life. And um, I think we have a mandate and a responsibility as Jesus followers to make sure that we're amplifying that and we're representing that and reflecting that. What do you think about, uh, I'm always curious about you know, someone interacts with this book, they got it, they heard about it on the show, they pick it up, and they're, they're reading it, they close it. What do you hope for them is kind of their, their next step, their first interaction with this whole idea? Yeah. Yeah, it's such, such, such a good question. I think, um, yeah, I've closed my eyes, to be honest, and kind of pictured what would happen. For me, I never want to write a book that I don't have kind of a picture in my mind and a kind of an ethos or a passion of what I see. And yeah, I guess... At the end of the day, I closed my eyes and, and saw like, you know, someone with, with, with even, for instance, gray hair who's known Jesus for a long time, but somewhere along the line, a bit, a bit of tradition and custom seeped in so much that it lost its luster and it lost its beauty and it's lo lost its originality and its individuality. This, this intimate romance with God, I hope, I, like I see tears going down old saints you know, eyes and cheeks, and they're sitting in their room going, God, I, I forgot how beautiful you are and amazing you are. And, and then like I see, you know, a young person in their, in their bedroom and, and maybe they press pause 
on some ridiculous show they're watching and they're just thumbing through this book that a friend gave them and you know they're they're a proclaimed atheist or a proclaimed agnostic or you know and i just see them in their room and they're you know they're flipping the, the book open right in the middle because it's really kind of that kind of a book like you could just grab it and i see them just reading a few phrases and all of a sudden kind of getting engaged and considering. And then again, I just, maybe I'm just obsessed with people crying, but like I see the teenager crying and going, Oh my gosh, there is something more like than just serving myself and self gratification. And, you know, I, I, there is a God and like, I just see maybe the spirit of Jesus, you know, really visiting people as they just thumb through these pages. And I just, to, to me, it's, it's, it's not about, do you read the whole book cover to cover? I, I certainly hope so. But the point is, I just hope that God would use a couple of these phrases and words, uh, simple words on this, this, this little book that'll be here today, gone tomorrow, but it would use them to propel them into what's eternal and what really matters. And that's connecting with their creator. And so, yeah, I got a dream, man, from saints to the person who's maybe the furthest away from God or so they think and feel um, that, that they'd really have a genuine encounter with a loving, gracious, amazing God. Mm, that's awesome. I'm, I'm in the middle of a book now. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. It's really great. Mm. And Thanks. hey, I just want to, I just want to say, Eddie is never going to let us live it down that you said he asked the best question. No, so. <laughs> I, but I agree with how, you. How could you, Judah? Yeah, I, I agree you with have, you. Yeah, let me just say this. You have no idea the, the monster you just created. Yeah. <laughs> Well, My sincere apologies. We know <laughs> we know you have to go uh, have a safe trip down to LA. Thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, my privilege. Thanks, Thanks guys. Man. Go Seahawks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to our next guest, The Last International. Uh, the song is Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Indian Blood. Oh. The Last International is an activist rock band from New York City whose music fuses the powerful storytelling and working class concerns of classic folk and blues with the rabble-rousing spirit of punk rock. Rabble-rousing. I not like af- that. Not afraid to make their beliefs crystal clear often uh, singing about issues concerning Native American rights, economic justice, and fighting the growing tide of apathy in America. The band has released a few albums, including last year's We Will Reign. On the album, uh, the band added former Raging Us Machine drummer Brad Wilk to the mix to help create a raw, real, and rebel-rocking album. We've covered them in the magazine a couple times, and uh, our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke to them. Here is The Last International. Give me the uh, recap of how you guys met and became a band. Yeah, sure. Delilah and I had met through a mutual friend in New York City, and she was like the only other person my age who not only could sing absolutely you know, amazing, but was someone who had the same interest in folk and blues music as me. So naturally, we just clicked, and chemistry was great. We started working together. And then a couple of months ago, we had met Brad Wilk 
through his old bandmate Tom Morello. We were in search for a drummer, and he recommended uh, Brad, and he sent over a message to Brad. Brad called us back the next day. We got in a room, and the chemistry was absolutely great with him as well. So we just jammed for two weeks, and then went to the studio and cut an album with Brendan O'Brien in two weeks' time. guys kind of you come from a little bit of a different age than a lot of bands out there right now like i listen to last international and i think more of like folk music like stuff from the early 60s and 50s um was that an intentional thing on your part is that what you mean when you say it was hard to find somebody who uh, who could channel that like delilah could yeah absolutely i mean that's all we listen to like we shut out modern music for quite a few years actually and all we'd listen to is you know like Woody Guthrie, Pete Seeger, Houghton Wolf, Muddy Waters, Elmer James, like all these old blues and folk music, even music from different countries like Victor Hara. We were just obsessed with protest songs and songs of the people. So we, we were just like obsessed with that stuff. We'd listen to it and study it day and night. As you guys start putting some of those words together or, or creating protest songs, uh, do you feel like that in any way limits the the appeal of your band? Because not everybody's going to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, obviously not everyone's going to agree, but I, I will say this. A lot of our songs, or actually all of our songs that are considered controversial or any of our message that's considered controversial is only controversial in America. That's been our experience. As soon as you leave America, there's nothing controversial about what we're saying. It's actually, to a lot of people, it's considered common sense what we're saying. You know, only someone who has vested interest in war or someone who's ignorant is gonna agree with the war in Iraq, for example. When you leave America, no one agrees with it, and with, with war especially. And the reason for it is because you have a different media system. They're not misinformed. I mean, your your music is also kind of a throwback to another era. Do you feel like that is a like protest just kind of sounds better coming from more of a rock and roll vibe than, than like an electronica one or, or some of the more chill wave stuff that's been happening a lot in the music scene in 2014? 
Um, I, I personally, I think protest music for me has been best. Well, it's not within any specific genre. I mean, folk obviously is very political, and same thing with punk rock. Not anymore necessarily, but the roots of folk and, and especially folk music is to pretty much it, it's, it's music created by the community, and it's going to you know reflect community issues. Um, not so much anymore because the community has been torn apart. With punk rock, it's the same thing. It started off that way. There was great, you know, protest music within that genre. And uh, same thing with hip-hop. Hip-hop, to me, was very political when it started out. And in some ways, it still has its rebelliousness. But a lot of the politics or its anti-authoritarianism isn't necessarily there anymore. So, um, I mean, even like you take a song like N.W.A.'s The Police. How many rappers today are actually saying the police? Or how many musicians, for that matter, are saying that? Very few. So I think, you know, protest music could be expressed in any genre. What do you think it is that that's resonating? Like something something's clicking with fans, something's clicking with audiences. Uh, if you had to sum up what you feel like it is that you guys are delivering, that's really resonating. What do you think that would be? I would say that uh, for us, I know that whatever we do, we put a hundred percent into, and we have nothing else going on but this for the most part. Like we dedicate every waking moment to this, to music, and to art, and to changing the world. And when we hit the stage, I think people sense that they, they, you know, it's it's not like a lot of other like modern bands where they like each band member is in five different bands, and you know they they can't focus just on one project for life, and you know and there's the music is very influenced by anything that's out today, or they're influenced by what's on the radio, or they're, they're chasing trends. This band doesn't do that. I, this band doesn't even know what the trends are or what's on top ten radio for the most part. So, you know, in, in a sense, the band is anachronism, but it's, if you hear the record, it doesn't sound outdated. I personally think that this is the future of music, that music has to get back to the roots to borrow and continue in the footsteps of bands like, you know, starting from Robert Johnson all the way through the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and, and punk bands like Dead Kennedys and, and so on and so forth. Like, I think that's the future of music. And if you are raw about it and you actually play your instruments and just don't rely on modern technologies or the latest trends you know i i think that's a good formula and as long as you can write great songs of course and you can actually play or sing i think the people pick up on it and they gravitate towards it and quite frankly i don't know many other bands out there that are really putting themselves on the line to you know to better society or to change the world and it's, i'm not saying this is they're better than any other band or the messiah is far from it i'm just saying that what we're doing we we believe 100 percent and we believe in this as much as bob dylan believed in himself when he he got to deal with columbia and you know he wanted to pretty much conquer the world we believe in this like we believe this in this just as much as any other band you know that we believed in growing up and so for us it's something really special that's what i mean by it That was The Last International. Check them out on Twitter at TLI Music.
listening to Arrow Flynn. The song is D. Oh man, the song is capital D lowercase K slash capital P lowercase I. So D K over pi. Is okay. that true? Uh, okay. Maybe D- pi. <laughs> That right. sounds like something classic, Martin Luther would say. Classic Luther. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a Luther burn right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's Luther. Get someone getting served by Luther right there. Hold on. Boom! At I'm this, now Lutheran. Have you and Jesse both been bleeped today? I think we've all been bleeped at some. I don't point think today. I've gotten bleeped. You got bleeped. Eddie, I bleep oh. you every week. At oh, some do point. I bleep? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll Jack, make I'll, you, I'll be hundred percent by the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, can you just throw like a couple random unnecessary bleeps yes. in Judah's interview? <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Judah, quote <laughs> Judah Smith. <laughs> Judah and I uh, had a pretty good moment. Oh, yeah. Tyler, he's gonna. Never gonna uh, what, did I, what did I miss? Well, everybody got a chance to ask some questions. Except I, except Tyler, because Judah was on Tyler's line. Yeah, right? but no. uh, he did say... I, I, the interviewer. He did say, that was, uh, that was a great question. Said, that was a phenomenal I think, question. I think, uh, Cameron, did you kind of read that as like a sympathy response? <laughs> oh, that was a good question. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Like that's you say a to one. a toddler. Uh, right. Like, oh, you went poo-poo. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think it was actually, I think it was a profound moment for him. good poo-poo. Um, it's time for your <laughs> feedback. His next book I is going to be called... I think that was a life-changing question. For yeah, him. his next book is called Eddie Is. Under, <laughs> and then just a blank. Oh, I can fill in awesome. that blank. Here awesome. we go. It's time for your feedback. That's uh, next week's question of the week. What is Eddie? Yeah. What's the chapter names for Eddie Is? <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Last week, we asked you to tweet us. Why you should join the show next week. The context of this was uh, that Jesse brought a slice about a a bed and breakfast up in the Northeast that uh, was doing an essay contest. And the winner of the essay contest uh, would win the bed and breakfast. Like they take ownership of it. And we thought we need to have more essay contests to, to, uh, you know, win things in our society. Yeah. And so we said, hey, one of the prizes could be like, if you want to join the show, come on slices, bring a slice, be part of the cast uh, for next week's show. Yeah. So we want to do an essay contest, but we have very short attention spans. So we wanted to limit it to 140 characters. So we asked you guys to tweet us or within 140 characters post on the uh, podcast episode page why you should join the show next week. Uh, Man, a lot of you want to be on the show. That's what we've learned. I was impressed. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of worthy entries here. A lot there of worthy are. entries. So what we thought we'd do is is go through some of our favorites um, and 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 you know read them to you and then announce our choice for who's going to join us on the show. And should next we publicly week. like just say everyone that didn't keep it to 140 characters and just say their name with a big like. Eh. Well, like, thanks for paying attention. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> on we Twitter, they, they 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 have, have to. to. Yeah. 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 Okay. Although we did get a couple part one, part two, part threes, which yeah. I thought again, yeah, is eh, circumventing cheating. It's still it's it's a thought that counts. I gotta, I'm fine. I gotta say, Michael Lucera out of the gate uh, on the yeah. uh, he said strong start. Well, yeah, and it was actually great. He was like, because I've contributed about two hundred and fifty pages worth of transcriptions to the show's archive wiki. That's roughly a third of the entire show. It is pretty phenomenal. So it is amazing what he does. Now, I have to say, as a judge, not the sole judge, but as a judge, what I was looking for is that the actual tweet made me laugh. The the actual tweet uh, like gave me a sense of what personality yeah. you're going to bring to the show, mm-hmm. not some not a resume. You yeah. know what I mean? I, but I I think I think Michael 
He yeah. goes no in the Hall what of the Fame. Decision is, deserves some recognition. He yeah. goes in the Hall of Fame, Podcast Hall of Fame, regardless. Yeah, for his contribution. And we're not saying to the he went, didn't did or didn't win. I'm just saying I think that was strong out of out of the gate. Yeah, no, no, nobody's going to pitch the contest last week, but but the rule was it was a why you should be on the show, right? Like kind of an an essay type answer. Yeah, we want to know within 140 characters why you should be on the show. And what what I was looking for, we're all looking for different things. I was looking for somebody who clearly. Is going to be able to to hang to hang with, with, with the humor, you know. Well, what I'm saying? For, for 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 an example, someone who 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 played it, you know, kind of. I think how some of us uh, envision that because my wife's cousin's grandma's nephew on her husband's side is wait for this guy's Dennis Quaid. Cool. Who's this? Kind of cool. a big deal. Hashtag Who's star power. His deal. name's Aaron. He posted it on the podcast page. Okay. I would have been more impressed if it was Randy Quaid. On, 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 on Twitter, <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, did, you know, answered the question in 140 characters, you know, gave us 140 characters why they should be on the show. Uh, the, the spoof account, Jessica Carey, oh, yeah. gave us 140 characters. In 140 tweets, each tweet named a character. And so literally there's 140 consecutive tweets of naming 140 characters like Ron Swanson, Cardinal Bird, VC Commander, uh, you know, Shadana. Oh, I get literally jokes. each tweet was a name of a character oh. and, and tweeted. Oh, so that one clogged our feed for a good, for the morning of Monday. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was, I was like, I was, I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed. I'm pretty impressed with uh, uh, Griff, Griffin Campbell who uh, tweeted us about some cheap Ray-Bans. Oh man! Who? <laughs> okay, here's my no, no, no. You've been burning midnight oil. No, it wasn't. It wasn't just that one. There was like four or five tweets. Oh, yeah. Here's my question to you, people: If you get a, a spam tweet about cheap Ray Bans, why would you click the link? Because now I'm going to get a tweet from you about the cheap Ray Bans. Yeah. Do we not know this is how it works? No. Yeah. Wait, 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 guys. So you're telling me there's no cheap Ray Bans involved? <laughs> Who did I give my credit card information to? <laughs> You got to get those Ray Bans. It'd be so nice to get a nice uh, a pair for the summer. K- K- Caleb Harlow wrote on the uh, podcast episode page, and this one kind of it really connected with me on a personal level because I feel like we, we, he just gets it. I have a lot of talents to bring to the podcast, comma, but ellipses. I'm too lazy to write the whole 140 characters on my abilities. Chris Morphew said. Uh, Chris Morphew said on Twitter, uh, Aussie school chaplain and author seeks warm, easygoing podcast for friendship, laughs, and maybe more. We'll get up early. XO. Wow. Uh, J- Justin wrote, learned about the podcast five months ago. Yeah. Went back and started list- started from the beginning. So far, I've listened to 250 episodes. Hashtag addicted. God. 250 episodes in five months. Astonishing. Oh, five months. Wow. Golly. That, that, is that like an epi- how many How many days are in five months? What's that, 150 days? So he's listening to more than one a day. Gracious. So that's, that's two to four hours a day of this inane babble. Um, Justin, you are an impressive human. Uh, Shelly9103 said, because I support men that wear yoga pants. So, sorry, you, you didn't win. You're disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> you got my vote, though. I, well, Stacy, this, this is a compelling one. Uh, Stacy Hosler on the episode page said, I'm not saying this is my destiny, but I will say this. There is a lot of laughter when I bring slices in my mirror at home. <laughs> 
I, a compelling argument was made by Alyssa Raymer here, who says, I catch myself joining the conversation as I listen, so it only makes sense that you guys should be able to actually hear me, too. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. That's logic. Nathan yeah. said, uh, because I have about half of the on-air personality of Lauren. L- or Laura? I don't know. I've quit Lauren. paying attention. Oh, <laughs> nice. Well played. Mm. Yeah. Luke says, because I live in Detroit and have an update on the slice about a Sasquatch squatting in an abandoned house. Hashtag callback. I'm actually curious as to what his update is and if yeah. he's witnessed it firsthand. So I don't know if he's going to be on some slices. But Luke, please follow up at least on the uh, feedback yeah. page if you could uh, on this week's to see tell us what that update is. All right. Well, there's a lot of them. But I'm go- okay. So you guys can you know join in, read them. There's you know discuss this. I mean, this is. This is like going to be the conversation that en- engulfs the nation. I-, I can already tell. But we've made our choice. Mm-hmm. We've made our choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, just, I'll say the name and I'm going to read the, the tweets of why. Here it is. Our winner who's going to join us on the show next week is Kiki Pounds. Yeah. Or actually, now Kiki Gibbs. Uh, it's, uh, Ki- her Twitter name is uh, Kiki is Dumb. And here's the first tweet we we got from her. So, how many times can we enter? Do we only get one tweet? Is this my one tweet? So that was one. And then later, and then now she's getting into reasons. Uh, she tweeted, I once had a hashtag dedicated to getting me on the podcast. Two people tweeted it. Um, <laughs> another one. The podcast and people that tweeted at it were once used as evidence to get me fired. She got fired because of the podcast and people that tweeted at it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I want to know true? the circumstances of that firing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll That's all. She's intriguing us. Now we'll we've got to get her. Uh, uh, she also said, uh, I'll take off work and help explain any confusing science slices. Yeah. Uh, because she's a, a yeah. she's a scientist. She's a scientist. Yeah. We have more questions. Yeah, she, I'm skeptical of science, but I will ask her my questions. Right. So she's <laughs> like, uh, I have some more. Uh, I, I, I should be on the podcast because soon I'll be hiking the Appalachian Trail and not have the show for four months. She's going to hike it for four months straight. Can I? Uh, She's we, like the most interesting woman in the world. She's a scientist who's going on an Appalachian hike. Yeah. Who evidently got fired from being a scientist, which I didn't even know you yeah. could do. Yeah. And yeah. has never apparently heard of an iPhone or an iPod and can't well, take the show with her. How's she going to charge it? What, at the, any of the places where you can plug in stuff along the way. It's not like you're empty. There's like shelters with plugs the whole way. Okay. Uh, I mean, she said her. it's been over eight years since the first time she wrote into the podcast, and that is absolutely true. Yeah. Eight years. And then uh, the last one, she says, uh, I claim to have, quote, friends in Orlando who, uh, when retelling stories from the podcast, let's make it the truth, sort of. Yeah. So she really does. She talks, <laughs> I have friends in Orlando who, da, da, da. And uh, she feels weird because she's never spoken to us. So Yes. And I want to make also make a case, and I, I think I direct messaged her about this one time, that I want her to change her Twitter, Twitter handle from Kiki is Dumb to Kiki is Awesome or something a little more self-affirming. So we'll work That's on that with her. That's the counselor in you. That is uh-huh. something we'll work on that next week. I've interacted with her on, on, on Twitter as well. She's a she, she's a spitfire. She's got what it takes. Yeah, well, I think it'll be fun. It's going to be a fun be time. Fun. Uh, thanks to everybody who's, who's uh, written in. Uh, you all are aces in our book. I don't know what that means. And you would have done a better job on slices than me. Certainly. Yeah. That, well, really, so, that's the thing. Yeah. And, you, and, for, and for you guys that, that skirted the rules and went more than 140 characters or whatever, I like it because I play by my own rules too, and I get that, man. Yeah. None of you would have done a better job on the Judah Smith interview, though. Oh, <laughs> Nailed gosh. it. Dude, I mean, it, a golden god. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I won't be here, so I guess uh, oh. Kiki will uh, oh, be right. s- oh, yeah, filling in for me. We should have her. We should have her host the show. I was gonna say we should see. She's listened to so many of these episodes. I'd like to hear her do all the transition bumps on the show next week. 
Okay, maybe she's not sent for slices because maybe, she's been such a long time. Maybe timer. she sits in for the whole show, and I send her the one sheet beforehand. And see what she, she does, does with it. It's the week of. She, she so does you're, the you're suggesting that we get her to guest host the show. Yes. So Kiki will guest host the show before Jesse and me. <laughs> so just to be real clear, Jess. Hey, she's been listening longer than you. She yeah. has been listening longer That's than true. me. But not Jesse. That's true. That's true. She doesn't true. predate Jesse. Well, you still got but, your... but she will be guest hosting before me, which I guess because she's such a dedicated listener. I guess I guess that is pretty good. Okay. And you still got your Judah Smith question. So <laughs> all right, so there you go. Well, that was, that'll do it for last week's uh, feedback. Now it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, uh, early in the show, uh, you know, we we told you guys the story of of Jesse coming to the to the Magic Cavs game and sitting down on the court and and locking up. I mean, yeah, his mouth was full with cookies the whole time, but just kind of he froze in the moment. And that's yes. that's not like me. Yeah, it's not that's like him at all. No. Um, and it's because he I think he just wasn't mentally prepared to have like he didn't have material to yell, you right. know? Right. And and then we learned about the Martin Luther, you know, mat- source material mm-hmm. and all of his stuff. And we thought we would open source this thing <laughs> that for the next time Jesse is in a situation where he should be yelling punny or funny kind of get in their head type things at somebody. It might be a sporting event. It might be, right. you know, a church conference. Like I don't know. You know, you know, insults, but not crossing the line. Clever ones. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so like, some people that it, for everyone else... We'll be laughing, and the other person it stings <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Yeah. That's the key for my for my stuff. Is I try yeah. to get my section laughing a little bit, you know, yeah, and, yeah. but but just enough. You're jabbing at the player that it's funny, you know. Right. So, and we thought Martin Luther has mastered this thing. We need to help right. Jesse out. Right. So we want to know. Uh, we want you to tell us insults that Jesse can yell next time he's in a situation to yell insults, <laughs> yes. uh, so he doesn't right. lock up right. and and mess up the moment. Right. I, I will bring them like in a little notepad that I'll pull out of my pocket and, and yeah. be able to reference. Maybe we'll make a meme or an app of uh, <laughs> on rotation. <laughs> you press right. the button, picture of Jesse that you write in block. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all caps on. Yeah. So insults for Jesse to yell next time he's within yelling distance at an event where it's appropriate am, to yell. I am insults. just scrolling through insults in my head, trying not to uh, get bleeped too much. Yeah. I'm doing my yeah. best. You can, we don't want to bleep your comment on the podcast either. You're not but, Martin. You don't have the same uh, panache as Martin Luther, so you're 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 going to get bleeped. I did. Yeah. I did want. If you say something profane, right? So so yeah, no. Profanity, you'll get kicked out of a magic game for profanity. You don't want to. You don't want to get kicked out. It's got to be witty. It's got to be witty. <laughs> All right. So hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Uh, you can also post your uh, your suggestions uh, in the comments section on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. and they will read yours next week. Now this isn't fair because I could use some of this material because there's still another month in the season, but I won't be here to. Well, if there's an overwhelming mm-hmm. amount of content that comes in, Jesse doesn't need all of it. This we true. can save some for some you. Some of it I'm going to just own for me, though. Yeah, that's fine. Many thanks to the Last International for talking to us. Make sure to check out their new album, "We Will Rain." You'll like it. And thanks to Judah Smith for sitting in with us. That was fun uh, yeah. doing it with everybody. That's cool. Yeah. You, How do you think it went, Eddie? I mean, I think it went better than most. He's <laughs> <laughs> really nice guy. Up until a certain point, it was a very enjoyable interview. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to tell, tell people when I thought it went uh, extremely. When the focus well. went off of Judah, but you know, yeah, there was a moment I would say in the interview that was memorable. <laughs> 
that I think all of us will remember. Make sure to pick up his new book, Life is Blank. It's out now. Uh, you can find it at lifeisbook.tv, and you can follow Judah on Twitter, at Judah Smith, if you don't already. Thanks to our sponsors, Stamps.com. Make sure to use promo code RELEVANT when you uh, visit there for a, a very special offer and free stuff and discounts. It's great. And Squarespace.com. Use promo code RELEVANT for 10% off your first purchase. Uh, I like both of those services on the computer. Yeah, they're very good. They're awesome. Yeah. Hey, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash relevant, where we every week we post video extracts from the show. And if you haven't subscribed to Relevant Magazine, now is a great time to do it. Um, our new issue is in design now. It's uh, it's about to go to the printer. And if you subscribe now, you'll, you'll be uh, sure to get our May issue. Oh, cool. um, and uh, you get instant access to the iPad and Android apps. And you get access to all the entire magazine archives, uh, more than 12 years of issues on our website when you subscribe. So I love that. Can, can I plug one more thing? Sure. I'm going to be appearing at the, the, the Laugh Factory. <laughs> I'll be at the Laugh Factory and then at, at Giggles Taco House. Uh, no, what are you going to say? Giggles Taco House. They have great white sauce. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Comedy and tacos. That's all you'd ever want. Go ahead, Jesse. I was going to say, like us on Facebook uh, if you don't already. Because we post a lot of interesting things there, and there's a lot of interesting conversations that oh my podcast goodness. listeners should oh, be able. Okay, if you, you know, if you okay, interesting, interesting conversation is an air quote. Some of the because, most, some of those heated conversations yeah. on the internet are happening on our Facebook page, and we need the good Under, sense of podcast. That's, that's what I'm saying. We need Let's the ask, wisdom of podcast. We fans. love. Yes. Yeah. We like the podcast listeners. I, I, please go like us please. on Facebook so your voice can overwhelm <laughs> the crazies. Because there are some people writing for all really, of our fans, but some more than others. There is a there is some good weekly advice that just gets demolished. That would be uh, be nice. Nice to have a friend. I will say this. I will say this. There are some writers. Uh, I'm thinking of one guy in particular for this for the website that is very sensitive to any he, comment. He gets absolutely destroyed on he a needs, weekly basis. He needs validation he, and affirmation. Yeah. He, he needs podcast listeners. He's not to freaking out up. as much anymore about it being posted as he's learned to trust the process. But it's still hurting him. Yeah, I mean, this it's guy. not like it's not We're like he gets game. compliments from Judah Smith every. <laughs> day that can build it back up. <laughs> so please go be the Judah Smith for every other time. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, Alright, and then funny. we'll wrap it up. I won't be here next week. Hopefully I'll come back. Hopefully I'll make it back and I won't die in the Middle East. I guess that's... So, uh, that so I just want to tell you guys all that I love you and it's been a blast just in case. Please don't do that. No, this is like final case. word stuff. Just in case. I love yeah. you guys. It's been awesome. And uh, you know, but this is going to be a real weird moment that we look back great. on. If, yeah. if we'll miss you all the time. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll see you guys doing so. All right. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm, I'm Eddie <laughs> Goffles. <laughs> Got beeped. Go. Keep going. <laughs> e- even Martin Luther would go there. <laughs> I got beeped. You don't pay attention. <laughs> rules were simple, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, was, hey, hey, Eddie. Real quick. Quick reminder: the rules for the outro very clear. Uh, there's only one. Don't use profanity. <laughs> Racial slurs or profanity off the table. Got it? Okay, let's go. It's a real simple format. <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. Just I'm say Jesse Carey. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. All right. They'll see you next week. Hopefully, I'll see you in two. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes app store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. I don't need Uncle Sam with all his fancy equipment that, that causes no environmental damage.